Where do I start? How do I train recall? How long should we work on healing before moving on? Is crate training really that important? We hear these questions all the time and there's one answer that will help with all of them. The complete step-by-step -step dog training course found at Standing Stone Supply. They break down the what, when, where, and how to train your own dog from eight weeks to one year old. They've got it all laid out for you down to even the daily activity checklist to keep you and your puppy on track. Check out standingstonesupply.com and remember to use code GDIY to save 10%. Being an upland hunter in the South nowadays unfortunately means a lot of travel to try and find birds for my dogs. This means it's even more important that my map scouting is reliable to justify the effort. This is where Onyx comes in. I can honestly say that Onyx directly impacts the level of success I find on my trips. Whether it's the private versus public land boundaries, the expanding number of unique layers and features by state, or the 3D mapping capabilities, my initial step in planning my hunting trip starts with Onyx. To know where you're going, you have to first know where you stand. Check out Onyx Hunt Maps and use code GDIY20 at checkout to save 20%. GDIY has partnered with the Bird Dog Society to do monthly bonus check-ins to discuss and announce any news and events that may be of interest for any and all bird dog owners and trainers. There are a lot of factors that impact us as we try to train, hunt, and just live with our dogs. So it is important to recognize the resources we utilize are maintained, improved, and people actually know about them. Please check out the links in the show notes that can direct you where to get involved and show your support. All right, everybody, welcome back to the second edition of the Bird Dog Society Update. Joined with me as uh, usual so far is Jim Burris of Bird Dog Society. Jim, how you doing, man? Doing great. How are you, Nick? Living the dream as always. Uh, so kind of catch us up with what you've been up to since the last time we checked in about a month ago. You know, I know you've been hammering the woodcock uh, pretty local in your area. What's, uh, what's the closing of the season been like for you? Well, it's actually uh, it's actually been a little bit slower than uh, we started, just because uh, you know life sometimes gets in the way. Um, and it seems like uh, we're having such a, a warm winter here. I think a few more of the birds are going up to Virginia, already thinking about flying back north. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We we took in the Virginia close, and we actually did pretty well up in Virginia. So um, some of the local haunts, you know, the birds are still there, but not in the numbers we saw uh, earlier in the season. But uh, there's still plenty of birds around, and uh, we hope to get out a few more, few more times before season closes next week. So, yeah. so what's been your take overall of the woodcock season? Cause you and I talked briefly about this at the very start. It seems like the, uh, it's been a very interesting migration. Like, I don't know if it's in terms of bird numbers, if it's been lower or if it's just the weather patterns that's been pushing birds down, up, down, up. It's, it seems like they're just kind of all over the place. Cause I know here, here in Tennessee, I have not had the numbers or contacts that I've had the past few years. Yeah. So, I mean, the numbers have just been, uh, uh, seems here in North Carolina, it seems like there's more birds focused closer to the coast. It's almost like they migrated a little bit tighter to the coast this year. Um, and looking at migration patterns and stuff like that, it seems like there's a lot of big movements whenever they did start to move. Uh, so I think some of them just kind of passed over Virginia and North Carolina areas and are probably down in South Carolina and Georgia and, and down even into Florida and Alabama. Um, but yeah, it's been a little bit different this year. I mean, we always have birds here. Um, and, but there are some slight fluctuations year to year, kind of how far inland you find the big concentrations of them and. We had such a dry start to our season. Um, a lot of the traditional swampy covers were uh, without birds this year. Um, 
but you know we've recently got a lot of rains and i think that's starting to move some of the birds around into different covers and stuff like that um but i i think it's been so warm that a lot of birds are kind of making small movements north and south and and, and other areas as yeah. well so. well i'm sure that i'm gonna be jumping down that rabbit hole after after the season officially comes to a close and everything down here and and getting to talk to people because it, it just seems like it's been a very interesting woodcock uh, migration, at least down here in the south this year. But anyway, you didn't come on to talk about uh, tailgate tailgate biology or, or theories <laughs> on what the bird populations are as much as we could, you know, hammer that. Uh, what what has been the uh, initial launch of Bird Dog Society? How's that gone for you guys? Has it has it been as fruitful as you guys were hoping? You know, kind of walk me through. Uh, what what it's been like when you ac- guys actually launched and and hit start on it? Yeah, so you know we officially launched our website on January 9th. Um, you know we saw a really great initial response, um, and we're in every single day we're adding new members on. Um, it's actually a nice uh, a nice growth curve, um, and yeah, really we're we're staying busy trying to keep up with everything and and continue to kind of put out events and programs and get planning and stuff done. Um, we, you know, we, uh, we added another board member on to kind of help with uh, a lot of that. And he's going to function as our secretary and that's uh, Rob Moore out of Virginia. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people will be interacting with him on a regular basis if they send in emails and stuff like that. Uh, but we got a lot of stuff coming as far as, um, you know, all the decals and everything that's going to be going out to the members, uh, those should be heading out here soon. Um, and, you know, kind of every week we, you know, keep adding members on and that's really what we need. Um, you know, some, some people it's, it, it have to, um, remember that, you know, we're, we've only been launched for a few weeks. Um, and so we've had a lot of people reach out about wanting to join their state chapters and states all over the place. Uh, you know, that's going to take a little bit of time for us to have chapters all over the country. Um, yeah. you know, so we're focusing on, uh, North Carolina and Virginia. Um, and, and so, but we're planning on, you know, to have consistent growth and we're trying to put programs and, and things on the ground, uh, so we can work, you know, to expanding our reach. Um, you know, one of the things that we are getting ready to launch, um, and this is kind of a, a little bit of the debut of it. Um, you know, as we're talking here, it's not on the website, but by the time um, this is released, uh, we expect to have it on a, our on the website and ready to go. Is an ambassador program, you know, because we get a lot of people that will reach out from states, state to state, um, asking to, you know, how how can they be involved and you know, can I join the chapter and stuff like that. And we need to get those people plugged in. Um, and if we're going to be a national organization, we need to have feelers and in all the states out there to see you know, what's relevant as far as bird dogs are concerned uh, to help, you know, push our, our mission and our events and, and, and help identify people in those states to set up chapters. Uh, and so our ambassador program is going to try to identify at least one person in each state to be a bird dog society ambassador. Um, and they can work with the local NAVDA groups, local uh, special interest groups like dock diving and agility tests and, and, and just in hunters in general. Um, you know, to help promote like our webinar series and events and, and see if they can um, help get interested people that want to be involved um, together uh, to start a chapter. Uh, the ambassadors, you know, are kind of going to be the liaison between people on the ground and the board of directors. So that way we can kind of have a tab um, in each state where we can also pull on those ambassadors to get more resources for the website. You know, they're, 
if they're in the state, they're going to know where you can go hunt your dogs, where you can get birds and, you know, what kind of laws and regulations are kind of uh, a hot topic in those states that we might be able to help address and stuff like that. Uh, so they're really going to be our eyes and ears on the ground. Uh, and so we're really excited about uh, having, getting those ambassadors employed and uh, identified. So. so that's really cool. Like you said, you, you guys just started and it sounds like one of the main questions you guys have is how to join a, a local chapter or something. So the ambassadors, while that's not starting a local chapter, it's kind of the first stepping stone in the path to getting the chapters within the local area. But like you said, it's more of like a community outreach, you know, get, get connected with these organizations or dock diving or, or whatever so that when the chapter does launch, you, you guys are already rolling. It's not like you guys are launching and then trying to figure out what's going on. You guys are trying to figure out what's going on and then launch. Yeah, because we need to, you know, we want to make sure that we do this right. Um, you know, we want to have consistent growth, but, you know, there's a, there's a healthy um rate at which we grow uh, we want to just make sure we have the structure and the foundation to support all of our goals uh, and we feel this ambassador program is going to be critical to having a good communication line between uh, the board of directors the national bird dog society kind of organization and the chapters that are in each state mm. um you know because you know an organization like this and what we're trying to achieve uh it's going to take good communication um, you know, across, you know, multiple time zones and, you know, different regulations for every state and some projects states, you know, may support some, they may not. And so trying to figure out the specifics for each state and identifying people to help us uh, navigate those and, and make a local impact on bird dogs and the owners is, is uh, the goal with the ambassador program. And, and we already have a, a pretty good list of people that have reached out um, that are interested in, you know, helping set up chapters, help wanting to be involved, how they can uh, volunteer and stuff like that. And so we'll be reaching out to some of those uh, to you know ask them to be a part of the ambassador program. And then we're also going to have a form on our website that uh, interested people can go to and just fill out some pertinent information um, and then answer a few questions to help us, you know, uh, figure out who, who would be the best fit for an ambassador in that state. So. Perfect. So if somebody has a recommendation or a nomination, I guess is what you could call it, just you know, by all means, shoot it to Jim and, and maybe you guys can get something working in, in your individual state. Uh, with the exception of the ambassador, people inquiring about the, the local chapters, uh, what what have you seen in terms of response? What are people kind of connecting with? Is it the webinar series uh, or any of the other future, future ideas? You know, have you guys gotten any feedback on that? Well, right now, really, if you go to our events tab, the webinars are, are pretty much the only thing that we have right up there right now. Um, but we're going to be adding a couple of events um, onto the website right now, or well, very soon, uh, within the next week. Um, that includes a shed hunt that we kind of mentioned on the last update. Uh, we have a date for that. That'll be March 25th uh, here in North Carolina on a, a local game lands, Butner Falls game lands. And uh, we'll have planted antlers um, to where those antlers have an identifier on them, and we'll be connected to prizes that are donated uh, by companies. And so it's kind of like a, a active way to do essentially almost like a grown up Easter egg hunt, but with shed antlers. And this is a great way to expose people to a new activity they can do during the off season for their bird dogs. Uh, registration, uh, hopefully will be open by the time this airs. Uh, so then people can go to our events page and uh, look for the uh, uh, shed hunt uh, and they can go in there and register and there'll be a small fee um, in order to participate in that event. Um, it'll be a bird dog society, um, 
members only event. Uh, so that fee will include a one-year membership to the Bird Dog Society. Awesome. Well, what else do you have going on? I know Pheasant Fest is right around the corner. I know you guys are uh, having big plans for that. What, do you have booth numbers for everybody if they're interested in linking up with you while you're there? You know, what, what's the plans at old Pheasant Fest? Yeah, we'll be at Pheasant Fest uh, from uh, February 17th to the 19th. Our booth is 541. Uh, we welcome anyone to come by and just talk to us about our mission and how they can get involved um, or, you know, become a member. Um, we'll, you know, we'll be happy to um, talk to anybody about that or, or just, you know, talk dog. You know, yeah. that's, that's what we, that's what we, we can get lost for hours just talking about dogs. Um, so, uh, Fest and Fest, we're really excited about that. Hopefully the weather holds out in, in Minnesota. Yeah, we'll um, so, find out Minnesota, Minneapolis, yeah. Minnesota in, in February. You know, that's, uh, we all kind of know what to expect during that, I guess. Yeah, for us down from the southeast down here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're going to be suffering a little bit. So, um, but uh, something else we have getting ready to, um, more details to come out on is we are uh, uh, in the process of working uh, with the North Carolina Wildlife Resources Commission on uh, doing a one-day introduction to hunting with your bird dog event. Uh, this is going to be a hands-on workshop uh, where, where people can learn how to uh, hunt woodcock, quail, and and waterfowl with their bird dog. Uh, there'll be a lecture aspect to it, uh, and then we'll go out in the field and actually have people show you how to set up a decoy spread and how you're going to want to position on a lake or swamp and yeah, what woodcock habitat looks like and what quail eat and stuff like that. Um, so we're pretty excited about that. Um, that'll probably be in late September. We're still trying to work out the um, specific date on that. Um, and that'll uh, be on one of the public lands here in North Carolina as well. Uh, we've been very fortunate that North Carolina Wildlife Resources Commission has, uh, has been willing to work with us on our projects here. And uh, we're starting to have conversations with uh, in Virginia um, with some people up there as well to kind of you know, get the same kind of traction up there and then just kind of expand from there. Yeah. So that that's really good timing too, September. You can go there and kind of get the lay of the land, figure out how to do this, how to do that, whether it's setting up a decoy spread or woodcock habitat, and you're not too far off removed from going to actually do it, right? You know, that's that's kind of the problem or challenge with some of the seminars or classes that you go to across the country is, you know, you might go in February, March, and then you have the six to seven month gap between you can actually utilize the information. This, this might be pretty nice to where end of September hit it. And then the next month or two, you're, you're actually putting it into use. Yeah. Yeah. Our seasons start opening up in October. Um, so, you know, we strategically tried to plan for September um, you know, it gets really hot down here, especially in the Sand Hills region, which is right. probably where this event's going to be. Um, and so we wanted to, wanted it to be cool enough that, uh, people would be comfortable, but, you know, we wanted to be right in front of that, um, hunting season. So people are excited and motivated to, to, to learn a little bit because, you know, you know, being involved with, uh, organizations where we see new people coming into NABDA and stuff like that every month with new dogs, you know, they're not into hunting and stuff like that. One of the biggest challenges that they have is just, you know, how to get started into hunting. You know, if they don't have a mentor, you know, it could be a little bit uh, challenging just to, just to learn what woodcock habitat looks like. Look, you know, learn what quail habitat looks like. What do they eat? What, what are you looking for when you're hunting? Um, and, and how do you approach a dog on point and just kind of these little details that, uh, this workshop is hoping to, uh, build some confidence, 
uh, for people wanting to take their dogs out hunting so that, you know, when hunting season does roll around, they feel comfortable to do it. And, you know, they're getting out and being active and engaged with their dog and doing what the dog loves to do most. And, you know, that's go on. Yeah. Love it. Well, what else do we have to update? You know, I know that you just covered a lot of ground, especially on some of the things that we, we started with last month. Uh, is there anything else that we have to touch on, uh, for this month's update? Well, really just uh, a reminder that, you know, we have the webinar series out there. Uh, people can go to our website for docsociety.org and click on events. And we have right now we have six webinars up there that people can register for. Uh, those are free um, and those are throughout the year. And we'll be adding a few more webinars that we're uh, working on um, in the next few months. Um, so essentially, this is going to be close to one webinar a month. Um, we plan to have at least eight webinars per year. Um and so right now we have six on there, so we've got a few more coming. And then we're also uh, working to do some volunteer opportunities around North Carolina, and that's uh, repairing some duck lines that are on public lands and building some new duck lines on public lands. So we're working with state agencies to identify places we can build some duck lines, uh, work on some blueprints and stuff like that. So we should have some volunteer opportunities coming up here soon. Um, and, uh, and and we got a few other things cooking too. Uh, details still to be worked out, but... Uh, for, for being only around for a few weeks, I feel like we, we're getting a pretty good schedule uh, lined up and uh, we're, we're really excited to kind of get on the ground and uh, work with people and, and, and make a difference. Yeah, well, it sounds like you're stacking up the, the ideas, the opportunities, what you guys are, are going after. So I'm sure that we'll have that update for, for next month on the, the other things coming out here soon. But yeah, man, it sounds like you guys aren't having any problems staying busy. I'm sure your, your day job's appreciating that for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm burning the candle at both ends right now. So. <laughs> Trust me, I, I can relate. I definitely <laughs> understand. Uh, well, man, it sounds like you guys are off to a great start. Sounds like the launch uh, went really well. And, and I'm sure that at Pheasant Fest, you being able to meet people face to face, you know, get to talk to, to them one on one and, and maybe get them to sign up in the booth right at the moment or something like that. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure that, that that'll pan out. And I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. It sounds like you guys are on the right track and getting a good response and that's that's what we hope for and that's what we're gonna keep doing as we do these little updates yeah absolutely and we appreciate uh you nick and, and gdiy and you know helping us uh you know spread the word about our events and our mission um and you know like i said last time if people want to uh, go find out more they can go to birddogsociety.org um they can click on events for the webinar series but then you know read about our programs and our mission and you know what we're aiming to do our website's going to be updated probably on a monthly basis so every month you can go back and there should be something new added on there um you know we're hoping to provide resources for every state so there's a lot of um content that we still need to get on there for a lot of the uh, states where we don't have a, a strong presence in um and then follow us on instagram uh, and facebook um, so we put a lot of posts on there and a lot of times that's the first place to to learn about some of our events and new offerings. Um, and then uh, usually after they announce them on social media, then they uh, shortly thereafter, they'll show up on the website so you can register for it. Perfect. And if you're if you're curious, all those links that he just said, I'll have in the show notes of this. If you just want to scroll down and, and click those, it should take you right there to it. Jim, I appreciate it as always. I'm excited to uh, link back up with you here in a few weeks. I'll see you at Pheasant Fest uh, myself as well. I'll probably be hanging out in your booth a little bit and, uh, you know, excited to see what the future updates are for uh, next month. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to it. And I uh, can't wait to see you in the frozen north. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GDIY. If you enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a moment to rate, 
review, and share with a friend. Also, be sure to follow us and our partners on Facebook and Instagram under Gundog It Yourself. If you really enjoy the podcast and would like to contribute even more to the future content, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash gundog it yourself. Thanks again and happy hunting. Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high-grade, lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup, just have to replace it again and year go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want if you're considering changing your dog's food soon then be sure to check out yukanuba pro performance their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance they also now have the new puppy formula to help your pup start strong and live active when looking at all the different food options remember yukanuba to help power their ultimate performance Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.